with uh, animals and I'm here with wild man Phil today um, thank you so much for having me here yes I'm so excited I just I'm like I'm shaking I'm like so anxious I'm <laughs> I haven't seen all of the animals yet so we're gonna do that after the interview so first things first I just wanted to ask who who are you what do you what do you do <laughs> uh, so I'm wild man Phil I'm a little boy who never grew up I still come home with lizards in my pockets and that sort of thing um, I uh, am one of those people that got lucky enough to give, make a living at what I love doing, and that is helping other people to learn about the amazing creatures that they share their world with. Uh, that's how I got started, was going out and finding creatures in the area, and I found out very quickly that a lot of people didn't know a whole lot about mm -hmm. what animals were around, and one thing led to another, and now I've got a, a number of animals that I use for educational purposes, and... Uh, that turned into starting an exotic pet rescue and taking people out into the wild to see different animals and plants and different things. And now I get to hang out with animals and people. And that's it's awesome. Fun. It's <laughs> my dream. I actually did that growing up as well. My like my parents, my mom was at work and my dad used to own like convenience stores like out in Toltec or just out random desert places here. And I would just go to the back lots and mm -hmm. just run outside and catch lizards. Or I would take his dog with me and we'd chase rabbits and I would bring back centipedes. Like I just, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. And at the time when I was little, I have a story. I picked up a centipede. I found a centipede with my dog and um, I didn't know that they were poisonous, yeah. right? Is it poisonous yeah. or venomous well, for centipedes? Venomous, yeah. Well, it's, it's you can eat them and you'll live. So, yeah. yeah? Okay. <laughs> so they're venomous. Um, so I picked one up and I brought it to my dad and he just freaked out and was like, ah, and like whacked the centipede out of my hand. And I was just so confused. But ever since then, that's like one of my first memories with like bugs and animals. I've just been fascinated. Like I love bugs. They're my favorite. So you didn't get bit by the centipede though? No, I was oh, fine. Good. Yeah, nice. I don't know. I guess it liked that me. That would have changed your day a bit. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> probably. So you do shows and educational type things. Can you tell me more about that? Well, I learned a long time ago that people would rather be entertained than educated. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm big into the edutainment, if you will, where uh, <laughs> all my shows are educationally based, but don't tell anyone because we're tricking them into learning. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do uh, uh, a lot of shows at Everywhere from elementary schools to festivals and fairs, RV parks, comedy clubs, churches, uh, basically anywhere that'll have me. And <clears throat> I um, do, you know, I, I'm, I'm labeled as a wildlife comedian. And mm -hmm. so people are like, what is that? Yeah. And uh, there's, there's a very small pocket of us. Uh, in fact, I don't know any others. But anyway, uh, we, uh, what I do is, um, you know, kind of use humor and 
uh, entertainment to mm-hmm. sneak in facts about the animals. And basically it comes down to just trying to get people to understand, but to like these animals that maybe they wouldn't. Most yeah. people aren't thinking centipedes would make a good pet. So uh, if we can get them to finding out how important they are and to like them and mm-hmm. you know tell a few centipede jokes in the process so they remember it, then they like centipedes and they're not going to kill the next one they find out in the desert yeah. kind of thing. So, that's and that's so awesome. basically the goal and that's mm-hmm. what I do. What so. is What is your favorite types of places to go to out of all those things? Oh, wow. Like, is it the schools, like working with the children or more of the comedy type thing? I, you know, seriously, I, I like it all and I like the variety. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not a favorites person. That's yeah. like the number one question I get, what's your favorite animal? Oh, that's I don't one have of my a favorite questions. animal. <laughs> I have a few that I might, I guess, like a little bit more than others, but, uh, but it's the same thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not like my kids. Everybody has a favorite kid. Okay. Right? So no, I'm not- just kidding. I don't. <laughs> Not favorite animal that you own, but favorite animal just in general throughout the world. Like any animal in the entire world, what's your favorite? Um, see, and that's tough because then there's different categories. What's the one that I would love to find that I haven't ever seen in the wild yet, or okay, that I just that. know about that would be? I, I seriously, um, that that's that's really a super tough question. I. I don't really. There's so many interesting animals mm-hmm. out there that, yeah, I'd love to see like a platypus. That's just oh something my, that's super I, weird. And oh my I would gosh. Love to, you know, to see that, in the wild. That's so, my favorite animal. And gotcha. I emphasized on my last episode that I <laughs> will be talking about the platypus all the time. I have a duck-billed platypus tattoo on I'm my arm. Nice. I am I obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen one? So No, no, I never have. And that's one of those that that would be super cool to find. But mm-hmm. then there's a lot of reptiles that I'm like, hey, you know, that would be cool to see um i knock you know i don't know a, a lot of people you know if you're a birder or a herper or mm-hmm. you are you've got your life list that you hope to find this and this and this and you know the lifers that we call them and uh, last this last year i actually was able to knock a few of those off um of some of the like rattlesnakes we have in arizona that yeah. you never get to see and mm-hmm. i got to find two of them that were on my list so oh cool um you know I, th- but that kind of knocked them off of that favorite animal list, you know because uh-huh. that's a different list i guess so. yeah um, you know, I don't, I don't know that I no, I have I, I like guess. that one thing I want to see or my favorite animal ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have that, you know, okay. it's not well, I like, like that oh, you giraffes are my platypus. best and I want everything giraffes. I'm just, yeah. you know, I don't know. That's true. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm like excited that? for any type of animal that's nearby. If I go anywhere and they have an animal, I'm probably there hanging out with the animal. Right. And see, that's the thing, too, is depending on where you go, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. go to Costa Rica. Yeah, I want to find an eyelash viper. And then, you know, but that's not because of my favorite animal. You mm-hmm. go to Australia, you want to see a platypus or, yeah. you know. Did you to, know the San Diego you know. Zoo now owns two duck-billed platypuses? I heard that. Yes. I actually have a friend that works at a zoo in Australia, and she uh, told me a, a few weeks ago or something. Yeah. Like, you know, they finally got some over. They just Australian the animals are I really know. weird to get out anywhere. It's amazing. Have you big news. So. Have you traveled to any different places other than within the United States to um, see any animals? Yes and no. And everywhere I go, I'm always looking for stuff. Yeah. Um, there's not... Not that I've made any, like, hey, like, Australia I haven't been to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of waiting until my kids are old enough to be out of the house because I've heard rumor that if I go to Australia, I'll probably never come home. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I uh, I found centipede, uh, a couple mm-hmm. of big centipedes, like, in Japan when I was there. But, oh, cool. Um, that was, you know, been to Mexico looking for stuff and, you know, different, you know, but not 
all over like Africa or anything yeah. cool like that yet. So yeah, that's, those Someday. places are definitely on my bucket list oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> Did you have any schooling for any of this? Yes. And uh, that's where I started cheating the system. Okay. That's what I call it. <laughs> uh, because I had an interest uh, in doing this. I, I, I actually did my first uh, wildlife show when I was 13. Okay. And it was for uh, <clears throat> elementary school for mm-hmm. a group of first graders. And after that, once I got into, you know, doing it, working with animals and so on, I thought, okay, what do I want to do? I want to work with animals. So I'll go ahead and, you know, what am I going to do when I grow up and mm-hmm. what am I going to do go to college? So I went to college uh, with a, um, <clears throat> what do you call it, um, major in biology, zoology. And okay. that's what I didn't get my degree in because I was going that way anyway. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because my first, uh, well, my second semester of zoology class, which I think was my first full year, so I started early. But anyway, um, I uh, we got to the reptiles part of vertebrate zoology mm-hmm. and the professor actually asked me ahead of time, said, look, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing reptiles. Would you be up for taking over and teaching the class? Because you know more about them than I do. What? And I said, okay. <laughs> and she said, we'll give you extra credit, which I didn't need. But yeah. It's like, if you could pass that extra credit over to history class, mm-hmm. that I could use. But um, no, I ended up, uh, you know, doing that and That's brought in a bunch of stuff and she ordered in the stuff to, you know, you have to mm-hmm. dissect and learn all the insides and all that. But are you, uh, and are you from here? So, Did you go to school here? Yes. So I, uh, I grew up in Arizona. I'm actually uh, an Arizona native okay. and, uh, uh, yeah, grew up, uh, started central Arizona college and then, uh, university of Arizona. And, and then I ended up teaching for three or four different colleges. So yeah, <laughs> along awesome. the way, but so, yeah, so I started cheating the system early and figured, Hey, you know, if, yeah. if you can get credit and learn what you want to learn and do what you want to do, then yeah, that's what I did. I should have <laughs> followed that route more. I was kind of intimidated with all of the schooling that you need. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to LA with my husband and kind of just changed things up a bit. So gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm getting back into it. I'm contemplating going back to school. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Well, did you? You said <laughs> I've you, already proved you can know more about your subject without the schooling. So yeah, yeah. I mean, do your thing. <laughs> but there's a lot of places. It's so competitive for you know jobs working within uh-huh. the accredited zoos and yep. their requirements are yep. the schooling. So. Yep. It's kind of tricky. Yep. So um, you, you mentioned some TV appearances, possibly. Gotcha. Um, like what I have done. Yeah, what you have done. <laughs> um, wow. A lot of lot of local stuff. Uh, when you have exotic animals, mm-hmm. um, apparently if people are clicking through Saturday morning news and mm-hmm. they see an alligator, they stop. And yeah. So, um, and a lot of the events that I do, they'll use me uh, for that sort of thing. Yeah. So... Um, I've been on a lot of, you know, local, you know, news stuff, um, was on, uh, the Conan show, um, did, uh, was on ghost adventures, cool ghost little adventures. show that I had never heard of till I was on there. Okay, yeah. Check it out. Cool. Yeah. It's, uh, interesting. So, yeah, that's <laughs> but, fun. uh, How that do you was like some it? of my animals and I, and my whole family actually had some parts in that. And, oh, cool. and that's the thing too, with the animals is a lot of times, you know, you need a little B roll of whatever mm-hmm. for being in the desert. So, yeah. Um, there's a few movies and stuff that we had animals used in and stuff. Um, I've been in, um, basically all the brave wilderness. I don't know if you're you know, Coyote Peterson and brave wilderness. I've worked very closely with them, but in a few oh, of their cool. episodes of Coyote's backyard, brave wilderness, uh-huh. uh, I don't know. They have a few different, uh, shows. Yeah. And, uh, so how did you like all of that behind the scenes type it's, of stuff? It's fun. And, yeah. and a lot of it is, you know. Being on camera is 
I mean, it's the same as standing up in front of people. I think it's easier actually than standing in front of 500 people and doing a live show. Uh, so that part of it's fun, but also, um, the animals are used for a lot of it. So mm-hmm. like there's some movie that is coming out sometime that has to do with Elvis Presley and I'm Rolls Royce or something. I don't know anyway, but one of our rattlesnakes is used for the opening scene kind of thing. Oh, cool. It was just that kind of stuff is interesting and yeah. fun when you're there to kind of wrangle the animals and, you uh-huh. know. So do you do anything? Do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do you do anything to prepare yourself to like train the animal or do anything with them prior to, you know, yeah. having them on screen? Well, a lot of them, because I do the shows, mm-hmm. um, there's certain animals that I work with all the time. Um, you know, I mean, some that I think would be obvious are things like, you know, an alligator. You mm-hmm. don't want a fresh out of the wild alligator that doesn't mm-hmm. know people to pull out and hold in front of people. And yeah. you know, that, that becomes a bloody mess, I guess, if you were to, but, uh, <laughs> then there's other things that, you know, you work with them and work with them and they get used to you. And then, you know, I don't want to say they, they perform like we make them jump through hoops and do tricks, mm-hmm. but they do get used to people. So you can, you know, hold it and doesn't try to attack you or jump and get away or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And so usually if we know ahead of time, you know, that somebody needs a, whatever, a rattlesnake. Yeah. Um, it kind of depends on what do you want. Do you want a good close up of it moving? Cause yeah. that's going to be different than if you want it to be all defensive and rattling and mm-hmm. trying to bite at everything. So, and that's also where we have a few different types. So, you know, rattlesnake wise, I've got some that'll just lay there and let you get all kinds of filmy and others that they want to give you the attitude and, you know, show you that. So it's all you know, part of, part of doing it. I yeah. Guess. So, I mean, obviously you're going to know which ones have better mannerisms, like, right. Yeah. Ready to be with around a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Have so. you been bitten by a rattlesnake? Uh, yes. A rattlesnake. So uh, <laughs> that's a very long story, but uh, okay. I can give you the short version. It was actually, uh, during a presentation that I was doing an educational one for, uh, a local college through the continuing education department mm-hmm. uh, thing. And it was not on the college property, but offsite. And uh, I broke one of the cardinal rules of working with any animal, let alone venomous creatures. And that was do not play with rattlesnakes when you're on drugs. And I had <laughs> woke up with a bad cold and had a show to do. So I took a couple of different medicines, mm-hmm. one of them being prescription strength. And um, so my mind wasn't completely in it. And uh-huh. uh, after you know, a couple hours of kind of lecture stuff. I got the live rattlesnakes out and, uh, I had one that was, uh, an inch short of five foot long. So pretty good size. Oh, and wow. everybody was listening to it and watching it do its rattlesnakey things. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up to move it to another spot with the tongs, but instead of swinging it out and around, I pulled it right past my leg and on the way by it reached out, grabbed my leg. And, oh. uh, I ended up being allergic to the venom, which was very unusual. Huh. Um, so not only did I have the actual reaction of rattlesnake venom in your body, which mm-hmm. is not good, by the way, but I also had an allergic reaction. So my whole so body swelled up yeah. and I broke out with hives. And um, after a few hours of that, and, and honestly, at that point, this is like a long time ago, like way back in the 90s, <laughs> um, I got, uh, I, I didn't know what was happening. So I ended up at the hospital. That's when I found out when I got to the poison control center, the toxicologist says, hey, you're only the third person we've ever seen here, only the fifth person we know of in the world that's had this happen. Do you mind if we take pictures? And I went, sure. (laughs) And uh, basically, because I got bit by the rattlesnake and had the allergic reaction, which Uh obviously I lived through it, um, and I don't really have any 
you know, it was allergic reaction, so it wasn't like I lost my leg. Or yeah, that's but I did uh, find out that um, the reason that's unusual is because I had to have had venom in my body before to build an allergy. Okay. So if you've never been bit or anything before, and you get bit, you're not going to have an allergic reaction, and most people don't get bit twice or more. Mm -hmm. um, now my brother has. My brother's been bit like 15 times by rattlesnakes. His body has built a resistance to it. Mm -hmm. um, mine ended up. We think it was because of a. Uh, kind of by proxy copperhead bite that I'd had previous when I was in Louisiana. But anyway, that I got some of that into me and then my body built an allergy to it. So oh, okay. I cannot get bit again. They say that if I get bit by a rattlesnake again, I'll be dead in less than 30 minutes. And oh my god! So now when I hike, I have EpiPens and snake bite kits. That's and terrifying. All kinds of stuff. So you so, have yeah, like snake so. venom and everything on so, anti-venom on hand? Well, not really because that's something that you can't really... I guess that kind it's, of expires yeah, quickly, it does, doesn't it? And it's something the shelf that, life on yeah. that. It's not like Whoa. in the movies where you can just carry it with you That's everywhere all true. the time. So if Ooh. I was going to be on location somewhere, we could have some yeah. nearby, but okay. I'd have to be with a doctor. It's I'll a whole be mess, very so. careful. Yeah. So. That's, that's intense. Yeah. So yeah. I only have 13 rattlesnakes in the house, so we're good. So, How many? Yeah. Actually, I said 13, but I now I have to think. Two, four. Thirteen rattlesnakes. Ten. Okay. Yes. Ten. We so, what so. are the extra precautions that you so. take with handling rattlesnakes? Extra precautions, like, what, like me as opposed extra? to what other people do, or like. me as opposed to like a non-venomous <laughs> snake. So, um, well, the rattlesnakes, which I'll show you later, mm -hmm. they're you know in different containers. You know, their enclosures are under lock and key, and everything that's done with them we use tongs for i'm sorry and, i have to you know, stop things, your so. your sugar gliders just hanging in the wheel <laughs> it's like stuck <laughs> so we're in a room right now uh in phil's living room and he has his sugar glider enclosure here and a chinchilla and the sugar glider is just going in the wheel and it it got stuck and it does that well it'll go and go and then he'll just grab on and ride it for a while yeah and i think let's that's, be honest you know you would too if you could Probably. <laughs> it's just very comical. You know, I just see it in the corner while I'm talking to you. She's just spinning around. Anyway, so we were speaking about the uh, rattlesnakes. Oh, rattlesnakes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, and, and it should be protocol for anybody doing anything mm -hmm. with a venomous snake. Things are different. I mean, you know, you get out a, a king snake or a boa, you just pull them out. And if it happens yeah. to have an attitude that day and bite you, then you bleed. Yeah. But... A rattlesnake or anything i don't care cobra or you know gaboon viper any of those that can be dangerous are definitely going to change your life so um you know working with the rattlesnakes is different uh you know feeding them use tongs to put mm -hmm. the food in if we're gonna you know clean the glass all right yeah. then you take the snake out and then you clean the glass yeah. rather than just reaching and clean you know so everything's done kind of common so, sense type things yeah you yeah. think so yeah. yeah you think so while we're on that subject so, can you explain to me your your daily routine with the animals when you're not going out on shows or anything uh what's gotcha. the first thing you start with you know um well there's a reason i have uh <clears throat> five kids that's mm -hmm. uh called slave labor in a lot of places yes um, i agree yeah I'm no actually <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and and two of my kids are out of the house so we're down to three so okay. yeah no everybody has their their own chores but then also um i have a few employees a couple of the kids okay but uh basically um so that 
that affects my daily routine, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, actually, because my thing is go out and do the shows, yeah, um, I don't really have a set daily thing. It's not like there's an animal that is expecting to be fed by me every day because I may not be here. I may be gone for a week or so. Oh, okay. Um, now, the nice thing is, with reptiles especially, they don't eat every day. Yes. Um, so now there are some that have to. So basically what happens is like... Um, my uh, my son Archie in the morning he gets up he feeds produce to all the lizards that eat produce and the mm -hmm. turtles and stuff that are in the uh, in the reptile house. The um, uh, my daughter Emily goes out and feeds the lemur and feeds the uh, birds and mm -hmm. um, and my son actually feeds like the potbelly pit. So everybody has their their thing that they feed every morning. Okay. Um, but then there's things that happen like every week. So like crickets, we get 2,000 crickets a week that come in to feed everything that eats crickets. Mm -hmm. So um, I pay my daughter, Mary Jane, to feed, you know, all the tarantulas and scorpions and lizards and everything that eats the, the crickets. Okay. And uh, so she does that, um, you know, twice a week. The insectivores. Um, and it's all, you know, kind of part of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then... You know, the daily stuff, everybody kind of has their thing. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times I'll fill in for that. If I'm here, then, you know, I go out and, you know, um, you know, feed the armadillo and the pig and whatever to mm -hmm. you know, say help them out because they're, you know, yeah. helping me out. But, uh, but then there's things like the alligators that, like right now during the wintertime, they don't eat really at all. They won't yeah. eat if you try, but during the spring and summer, they're eating two, three times a week. Um, I'll usually do that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the things feed themselves, like the tortoises. We have a half acre of grass for the tortoises, and I just pay money to water it and have it grow, and they eat it. So, oh, nice. Um, I mean, we throw other things out there once mm -hmm. in a while, but it's not like you know, feeding a dog twice a day kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, which are not my dogs. We do have two dogs, but those are my daughters, and they feed them. So, oh, yeah. okay. Well, they're very cute. <laughs> how many? So, how many animals do you have? here on site on your um, location you would think with modern technology we'd have some kind of spreadsheet that i could pull up on my phone and go today we have whatever but being a, a rescue um we do rehome animals and okay. then we get new stuff in and stuff gets old and passes away occasionally so we have fluctuation mm -hmm. uh, at any given time we normally have between 200 and 250 okay i know that's a pretty broad range but yeah. Yeah. um but then you have you know tortoise eggs hatch in the ground and suddenly now we have 30 more tortoises but okay. then we rehome some of them and now we're back down you know so yeah and that's not including like you know the thousand cockroaches and you know well, crickets and stuff like that true. so that would really raise the number yeah so, so yeah. you mentioned the pet rescue you mentioned to me that your daughter started an exotic pet rescue can you tell me more about that yeah so um my middle daughter emily when she was 15, 14, I guess she was 14. Mm -hmm. um, she kind of came to me one day and she says, Dad, I was doing some research and I found out that there is no place for exotic animals to go in the area. A uh, lot of rescues for dogs and cats, mm -hmm. but if somebody has a bird or they have you know, a pot-bellied pig or they have a, a bearded dragon or a python, whatever, there's nowhere to take them. And uh, of course, that's because most people don't know how to take care of them. They're not a general thing. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, I got to checking and found out, hey, there's nothing like that in the area. Um, and I'm thinking that we could take care of that. Would you mind if I started an exotic pet rescue? And I said, um, if you want to go ahead. And she did. So um, 
Good for she her. decided That's awesome. to uh, name it after our most famous rescue, which is Stumpy the tortoise. Okay. And so um, it's Stumpy's exotic pet rescue. And she started, you know, the social media things for it and the website and all that. That's and super cute. So, so now we have uh, a lot of animals have been saved because of that mm -hmm. that we've taken in and once again been able to rehome a lot of them and, yeah. and different things. So, so Stump Stumpy was the first animal with the rescue. Yes. Yeah, uh, well. That was something that that realistically kind of evolved over the years because being that I've been keeping exotic pets and things for 20 something 30 something years wow I'm getting old anyway um <laughs> it's one of those where you learn about them you know mm -hmm. so people knew that and so if somebody had you know a king snake that they got for their kid and now their kid's going away to college and they need to get rid of it they would get a hold of me. Go, hey, yeah. you know how to take care of it. Would you kind take of them? a word so, of mouth type thing? Right. And that's kind of, you know, been a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where she came up with the ideas. Hey, we're already doing this and this. And so it worked out real well. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a, almost a natural progression, really. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I don't know what the first rescue animal that, you know, I took in because somebody needed to get rid of. Um, we've had some that were literally rescues that have been abused and different things in the past but uh, most of them might you know we say rescues it's not that yeah. you know they were found on the street no mm -hmm. we have had some like that you know mm -hmm. i was like hey there's this monitor lizard living in our apartment complex can you take it yeah we'll take it in give it a good home and you know so yeah that works has so. have you had any in instances where people just kind of just drop off animals here at this location have you ever yeah well and that's and that's funny because that's how we got stumpy um, okay his story is interesting because um i came home one day and on the front porch there was a box and inside the box were two baby african spurred tortoises about i don't know three four five years old mm -hmm. never did find out where they came from uh, i got the first one out it was cool i put it in the yard with the other tortoises the next one i pulled out and noticed it was missing its front left leg and part of its front right leg and oh, that's so sad. i went okay i mean it was all healed up mm -hmm. so it had happened a while ago um and so um, we put him out and uh ended up naming him stumpy because mm -hmm. he just had a stumpy leg and yeah i'm not really original with names and uh <laughs> so you know and and we've had him for 18 years or so wow and it's funny because um, I never got his story, and yeah, I mean he's he's got more friends on Facebook than I have. Um, he's literally internationally famous, That's but so no funny. one has ever come forward and said, "Hey, I'm the one who dropped him off, and here's the story." Hmm. And um, I think it's it's uh, because. I don't know what happened to him. I mean, yeah. he wasn't born that way, but could have been he got hit by a car, attacked by a dog, hit by a lawnmower, whatever. Yeah. And so I, I think he probably got hit by a lawnmower as a baby. That's mm -hmm. not super uncommon, unfortunately. If you have these tortoises, they lay eggs. You don't know it. Babies, you know, you, they have grass because that's yeah. what they eat. Um, and I think that, um, you know, somebody's kind of embarrassed. Yeah, I hit him with a lawnmower. And, you know, yeah, so, so. Um, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing that, yeah. He was just literally a drop-off that we have no idea where it came from. And we've had a few of those over the years. But mm -hmm. most of them, you know, people contact us, say, hey, you know, here's this animal or that animal. And, you know. He's super out. cute. He he has the wheels, right? Oh, yeah. So we ended up hooking him up with a wheel. And that's really okay. why he became famous. He's yeah. not famous for being two-and-a-half-legged tortoise. So <laughs> <laughs> we ended up, uh, it took a while, about a year, to figure out how to attach a wheel. But uh, mm -hmm. now that he, and he gets a new wheel. Well, now that he's not growing as fast, he's getting a new wheel. About every two years, I guess, year and a half or so, because he actually wears the wheels out. So, oh, um, he'll oh, that makes like sense. any car, I guess. Yeah, you know, the wheels. So. 
That's a good for so many miles, yeah, and that's true. he puts miles on them. So. <laughs> that's super cute. But, that's really yeah. awesome. I really admire that. He has a great home now. Um, so I guess you couldn't say or elaborate on what your first animal was because you've grown up with animals and um, you've had pets and right. Yeah. Um, probably exotic wise though, uh, was probably gerbils. Okay. Um, when I was, what is gerbils? Gerbils are like a little rodent. Like oh, an actual rat. gerbil. An actual okay. gerbil. Yeah, we had gerbils. Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant you right. named an animal oh, gerbils. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So. so. Yeah, that would be a good name. Are gerbils. I probably did name them gerbils. That would be. <laughs> no, I would have been hilarious. more original than that. <laughs> are gerbils not uh, legal in Arizona? Oh, they are. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They're, you can, I, I don't know. I haven't seen They're them. They're not used legal to be real in big. California. Really? Yeah. My okay. husband and I had a pet gerbil ourselves. Okay. Um, we ended up naming him No Name because we couldn't, we kept fighting about the name. So we just called him No Name, but it, it, it was cute. You I could have named him Gerbil. Gerbils. Yeah. yeah gerbils. Mm, I don't know. Gerbils. <laughs> Spelled it differently. Yeah. yeah, maybe. So I don't, I don't know now. Um, now that you mentioned it though, because I haven't really had need and nobody's given us a gerbil. Yeah. But... I haven't seen any gerbils in a pet store no, that's what i'm thinking now i went to a petco last night and i saw a ferret ferrets are illegal in california right uh, okay but i saw hamsters guinea pig i didn't see any gerbils huh. now that you think yeah now that and like hedgehogs used to be illegal in arizona until mm-hmm. 2016 yeah that was recent they're back so yeah i'd like to say i had something to do with that for all you that like hedgehogs <laughs> as pets but yeah, so no, speaking <laughs> of illegal animals do you have you obviously have no i have nothing illegal well you have <laughs> well no you have the proper uh you know license and yeah, certifications yeah, no, yeah. i do have some things seeing that you, that can't you do have these without, shows yeah, yeah. which is okay. so, it's a situation i run into a lot because you know like we talk about having alligators no you cannot just have an alligator well, in arizona yeah. you know snapping turtles and you know there's certain things you just cannot have in arizona mm-hmm. unless you get a permit and because i do what i do and i have educational permit then you know yeah i get to have these things Kind of like, you know, uh, you go to a zoo, they have animals you can't just keep as a pet Correct. because they're a zoo. And mm-hmm. yeah, so, um, and uh, it's interesting because different states, they're, they're all different mm-hmm. things. So don't know if you know this one. Did you know that outside of actual house cats, you're not allowed to keep any other felines in, Cal- in California except cheetahs? You can keep a cheetah without a permit in California. It's interesting. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, I know you're going to get one now. I'm going to let yeah, my husband so. know. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get on. I board just thought with that. that was interesting. We've done work in different states, and we always have to find out what animals do we have to have permits to bring into that state and do different things. And I was researching that one time. You can own a <laughs> cheetah. That was funny. Yeah, it's like anybody could just have a cheetah, unless they changed it. It's been a couple of years since I checked, huh. but check it out. I'm I thought it was pretty that. interesting. That's insanity. So. But no jaguars, you know. No. Yeah. It's funny because like any of the the like smaller cats, mm-hmm. like jaguaranda, you can't have it. Okay, like tiger lion yeah. that makes sense to me mm-hmm. but i'm like well what about like an ocelot that's basically a house cat right or even a bobcat no yeah. but a cheetah you're good anyway yeah <laughs> cheetah we're good so, <laughs> have you seen i've, but, well, I've uh, seen footage of you know behind the scenes with zoos having cheetahs out and about and they're like they kind of act like dogs right and i think maybe that has something to do with it they're maybe. that one feline that's like and they don't yeah, roar am i correct they're one of the big cats that right, don't that roar doesn't yeah they yeah. I don't know. I've never had a cheetah, they I make, to be honest. They make the chirping so, noises, I yeah. believe. That's hilarious. But, yeah. So. That's very interesting. So do you but, have uh, another favorite fun so, animal fact for me? Uh, <laughs> um, like, 
Yeah, I, I don't know what what. Uh, all, okay, what about all kinds of fun animal fact? What, what about, animal do you want a fact about? Yeah. Well, what about a misconception? So, What's your favorite so, animal misconception that kind of bothers um, you that people say all the time, but it's totally wrong? There's a well, <laughs> there's a lot of those. Like this little snake is giant because I'm gonna hold it close to the camera. Um, I'm, I'm sure. Those you see those going around the internet where they found yeah. this nine foot long rattlesnake in wherever, and then it changes uh -huh. all the time because of forced perception on pictures. Um, I get a lot of those, but um, the one that's kind of that I think is funny is that uh, that once again my daughter Emily had mm -hmm. happened. Um, she was like at a youth event or something. They're playing a game, and I think it was like fact or crap or trivia or something. Uh -huh. And it was one of these where it came to okay, uh, true or false. Uh, alligators cannot move backward. And she's like, that's false. Alligators can move backward. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, everybody's like, all right, you know, so her team's like, yeah, we got that. And they pull out and they're like, nope, it is true. Alligators cannot move backward. And she's like, I have an alligator. I've seen it move backward on numerous occasions. What's yeah. going on here? So, um, and it's funny because and I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe they meant like, like on the ground, you walk up to it, they'll walk backwards yeah but in the water maybe no they maybe move they, backward in the water too i mean backwards. it's like what are you talking about yeah. so um but i i don't know as far as like that's not a common one that people come yeah. up to me and go well i'm glad he can't move backward you know yeah um one of the ones that i thought was funny was um like uh rattlesnakes have to be coiled to bite Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of a mixture of, yeah, they have to be coiled to strike, to strike, but yeah. a straight out rattlesnake can turn and bite Just you, bite you know? You. So yeah. that's, that's probably a misconception on, mm -hmm. you know, oh, if it's not, or that all rattlesnakes will rattle or, um, of course my favorite one is that, oh, okay. Now we're getting into some of the, the more myth ones, but first off, everybody has an uncle somewhere who has a defanged rattlesnake. Okay. Um, that's what I hear a lot. <laughs> Uh, so people always ask me about that. Are you rattlesnakes defanged? And mm -hmm. uh, no, um, you could pull the fangs out of a rattlesnake, but they lose them all the time and grow and them back grow in all back. the time. Yeah. And uh, I guess you could probably get a good vet or somebody that could go in and cut out the venom glands and sew it up and stuff. But mm -hmm. I never have met anybody who has ever decided I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of weird, but um. The other one is, uh, you know, that, oh, in our area of Texas, that's usually where it happens. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm not stereotyping. <laughs> in Texas. Um, no, it, it, it's usually a southern state of some sort, though. Mm -hmm. But uh, the rattlesnakes are breeding with the gopher snakes or the bull snakes or the water snakes or whatever. And now we have rattlesnakes without rattles. And that one always cracks me up that, you know, mm -hmm. it's. We won't get too deep into yeah, reproduction, but it doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, there's, and there's about a hundred others. I'm sure that I'm not remembering at this time. That oh, I yeah. always have to kind of there's tons. try what? not to be too rude about setting people straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, do you have a favorite conservation tip? Um, like, you don't have to kill everything you find out in the wild. Um, you know, <laughs> just because you think it's dangerous doesn't mean it's going to attack you. Yeah, that's true. That's a pretty good conservation tip. Uh, really, um, as far as conservation wise, just because you don't like that particular animal or you think that one is potentially dangerous mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be here. It's, you know, and I've made my, my living trying to convince people to understand that, 
Yeah, okay. The scorpion in your bathroom, mm-hmm. that's a little bit different. I get that, okay? Because, yes, it can be dangerous. You step on it, it stings you. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I do get out in the wild that scorpion is out there eating the bugs mm-hmm. and keeping the cockroaches from coming to your house and spreading exactly. disease. And that bat that you're for some reason scared of is out there eating 2,000 mosquitoes a night. Exactly. Now you don't have West Nile virus. So, uh, you know... It's one of those things that, you know, and the other thing is nature's cruel. So Mm -hmm. there's a reason we have animals eating other animals out there. And it might be one that you think is nice and cute. But if we had too many of those, we would all be dying and things would be out of balance. And, you know, uh, I don't I don't know. That's (laughs) no, that's that's great. Number one conservation tip. uh, Live with the animals out there. And, you know. If you don't like them, live in the city where they're not at, I guess. But, you know, whatever. No, I don't they're, know. they're in the city. <laughs> and yeah, so. Yeah. It's probably I, my biggest confer- conservation tip right there. There you go. People are more dangerous than animals. They are. There you go. <laughs> that is true. Why do, you, why do you think all, I mean, I guess that answer is why animals are so important. Because they help our ecosystem. Right. The animals, other mm-hmm. animals will eat bugs that are annoying. Um, I like the one about, or... I can't word right now. Sorry. Opossums. <laughs> uh, right. a, po- a lot of people do not like, like the Virginia opossum. They right. say that they're disgusting and they're horrible, but they and eat super ticks. mean. Yeah. They eat ticks, <laughs> so ahead. they help, right. you know, keep away they Lyme do. disease. That's right. And they actually don't have rabies. Right. You know, their body temperatures yeah. are so low that they actually can't transmit rabies. So, yep. yeah. which is pretty cool. And, um, and that's true. I mean, every animal has its purpose and its place. And that, that's. What I want people to understand is, yeah. you know, except mosquitoes, get rid of them all. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Not even mosquitoes. <laughs> they make sure there's not too many humans by spreading the plague and yeah. you know, whatever. So, but uh, honestly, though, um, well, they don't spread the plague. But anyway, that's no, what the, we have. That's what, yeah. that was that's what we have uh, ground squirrels and prairie dogs for, that's right? Please, no. we're doing. Anyway, yeah, please. Yeah. But uh, no, it's uh, it's one of those things that, you know, that's the thing is, is even, uh, you know, the bats that are eating the bugs are one mm-hmm. thing. Other bats are helping to pollinate the plants. So we don't run yep. out of plants. And, you know, even messy lemurs that go out and just eat two bites of something and waste the rest by dropping mm-hmm. it or spreading the seeds and feeding other animals. And it all is it all set connects. up to work yep. very well together. And, you know. Speaking of exotics. I'm okay with there not being, you know, like T-Rexes anymore. Oh, personally, yeah. but you know, even <laughs> so, I think we would, you know, yeah. all be able to live with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what are the top like exotic species here that you have that people ask for for shows? Uh, or just no, start naming some animals for me. I, I right. haven't, I haven't seen all the animals yet. We're gotcha. going to do that yeah. after this. <laughs> I'm really excited. You know, it'd be more. Well, see, now we're going to ruin the surprise. Now, honestly, alligators is a is a big one um there's some people that request not the alligators but that's also true with snakes i mean Mm -hmm. i have you know some of the pythons blood python burmese python uh any snakes in general some people request hey bring as many snakes and others are you know if we could do it without snakes um but really it it depends and that's why i have a a variety anytime that i do a show a general show is going to have anywhere from eight to 15 different animals and you know, if it's, you know, third graders in Arizona and they're learning about Arizona's animals, then I'm mm-hmm. going to bring Arizona native stuff. Uh, if it's, you know, Texas or Colorado, wherever I am and they want the native, then yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, hey, we were learning about the rainforest then we bring those, you know, so yeah. there's, there's that. But if it's just like a general show, Stumpy the tortoise, just who he is. Um, yes. 
is one that I have literally gotten in trouble for not bringing him to shows. <laughs> uh, I have people who have showed up to my shows and they have no idea who I am, but they're there to see Stumpy the Tortoise, which literally, I honestly don't understand. So yeah, it blows my mind. But um, so Stumpy the Tortoise is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the cute ones, a hedgehog. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a fan favorite. Um uh, the Chuck Wall is a list that a lot of people have never heard of, but it's kind of a staple. It's the one I use a lot with uh, audience interaction. I think they're so adorable. Different things. So, you know, yeah. it's, um, I don't know what else. Uh, yeah. Do you, you have <laughs> so, an armadillo? Uh, yes, I have an armadillo. I'm um, super excited about the armadillo. Gotcha. Yeah, the armadillo. And that's the other thing. is What that type of armadillo is it? It's actually? a nine-banded. Nine-banded. So banded. it doesn't completely curl into that a ball. That is the three-banded the armadillo. Three-banded, yes. It's the only one that it's can the only curl one that can go ball. into a complete ball. Yes. So. And so if you want a, a mammal into a complete ball, I have a hedgehog. Yeah, they It's are. a spiky ball, mm-hmm. completely different, you know. But Let's it's talk. great at catching gold rings and bringing them home. Oh, that was a like reference to Sonic. Sonic. It's okay. A computer. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about the armadillo really quick. Um, there are to- over 20 species of armadillo, which is so crazy yes. to me. And then we just stated that the three banded is the only one that can completely roll into a ball. Right. Um, they are fossorial. Do you, you know that vocab word? So, wow, you're getting all technical here. So, I like to throw yes, on the words know, at the end, right? like, gotcha. so we can, you know, <laughs> learn something. Oh. <laughs> Gotcha. So why don't you share with us what it is then? <laughs> so fossorial are <laughs> animals that are adapted to digging and they primarily live underground. Right. So armadillos are one of those species. They are amazing diggers. They have those so, claws that are great for digging. Unbelievable, yes. Yeah. Um, and they're also also solitary. They very much are. Yes. yes. And so solitary means they like to basically exist alone. Mm-hmm. So they don't do well in groups like other animals would, right. you know, live in groups. or. Which is very interesting when you're probably getting that part about. No, go ahead. They're always born as quadruplets that are complete clones of each other. So they, but maybe that's why they're so solitary. Think yeah. about it. If you were born with three siblings, mm-hmm. yeah, after the first month or two, you're going to be you're living like, all alone yeah. by yourself, you not liking other armadillos either. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So. Um, they are omnivores. Very much so. And they have tongues like anteaters. Yep. So right. they obviously eat a lot of insects. Yes. So they're what? very. They're mostly, well, I say mostly insectivores. I mean, they are omnivores, mm-hmm. uh, but they're eating mostly bugs. And you'll see like mine covers all that. To build, to get an armadillo, mm-hmm. getting the enclosure was kind of the first toughest part because you had to get something they couldn't dig out of. Um, which sounds easy. Oh, dig a hole and put some wire down. But then mm-hmm. the wire rusts or it's thin and they dig through it. Yeah. Um, and even just for transporting, I had an armadillo dig through a plastic tub in what? a matter of hours. Yeah, they're crazy. Oh, my gosh. So um, mine, basically, we built a bomb shelter with a lot of concrete and rebar and wire that mm-hmm. it will not dig through. And then uh, you'll see in mine, I have a bug zapper. And that way, all the bugs come in and get zapped and fall down, and it comes out, and oh, there's all this food right there. That's very smart. And with the number of ponds that I have for a lot of my aquatic turtles and mm-hmm. alligators and fish and such, we may have a few more bugs than around, which helps to feed the armadillo as well, because they eat literally a lot, a lot of bugs. So that's expensive. Um, but then we also <laughs> supplement it with other things and mm-hmm. you know so on. But uh, yeah, out in the wild... 
um, to be able, and that's why I think we don't have in Arizona. We just don't have enough bugs. Yeah. Especially ground bugs because they'll, they'll actually move around. They'll have a few miles and they'll have different homes that they'll dig holes and build. Mm -hmm. And so basically it's like, if I was to go out in my backyard and try and find dinner, it's not going to happen after the first two days. So yeah. they travel around and hit all the restaurants, but yeah, it's, Smart. uh, they, they, and they, you know, dig up worms, but they'll mm -hmm. eat, I mean, you know, mice and snakes and lizards and whatever they can yeah. get that's small. Um, there's rumors great. of them eating carrion. I've never seen that. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've heard that, that rumor works, too, so. that they'll, um, they'll eat dead animals. Yeah, which so. would make sense. But, I actually didn't know. even understand that word until I took my zoology class at the gotcha. LA Zoo. I, I didn't know what carrion was. Yeah. You thought it was something to get you on the airplane that had to go to love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. No, I, I don't know what I thought it was, but I'm like, gotcha. oh, carry on. Dead, dead matter. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a good thing, so, though. They Yeah. Oh, matter. yeah. I mean, like I said, being generalists like yeah. that, they. Yeah. You know. um, they sleep 16 or more hours a day. So yes. they're kind of like, <laughs> like cats. They, they are. Sleep a lot. Yes. And that's the thing about them. That's why, I mean, you know, you go down in a hole and you sleep mm -hmm. down there and they'll, yeah, they'll sometimes sleep up to 20 hours a day yeah which, let's be honest we're jealous of yeah yeah but, sounds nice yeah. just napping all day so, yeah and eating yeah uh, napping and eating worms mm -hmm. does yeah. does your armadillo <laughs> what's your armadillo's name uh buford buford, His name is buford. yes okay so. and does he have a favorite favorite snack um not really uh my my previous armadillo, Daisy, she loved earthworms. Buford doesn't really like earthworms. He likes superworms, mm -hmm. and he will pig out on uh, some of the uh, superworms, the zooworms. But um, otherwise, not not that I know of anything in particular that he's like, hey, I'm going to come out and eat this. Thanks for bringing it. Yeah. But, hmm. no. Just curious. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm super excited to to see all these animals gotcha. and I'm, I'm going to wrap this up by asking what your, do you have any goals or dreams for your business um, and animals? Yeah. I, I don't know. It goes back to like my, I guess my final goal, um, has always been like, as a kid growing up was to like, you know, have my own TV show or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm old enough to remember Marlon Perkins <laughs> and most people don't. Well, a lot of people grew up. I'm sure you're, younger so you remember you know steve Irwin. that yes. was the guy and um so you know some people hey, i'm gonna be the next you know mm -hmm. steve Irwin or whatever i'm old enough that marlon perkins was like to me the original and uh so that was always kind of my goal i'd like to you know be that whole go out find cool stuff have my own show and help others but then i found kind of a little bit kind of parallel i guess mm -hmm. I, i'm doing the same thing just on a, a different platform so I've kind of reached that, um, you know, I don't know, uh, recently I've got to, uh, thinking that maybe, uh, you know, running a zoo, but a little bit different type than a typical zoo, yeah. um, would be maybe a, another goal or, or something to, uh, to make it to where I'm not always taking the animals elsewhere and you only seen a few, you come yeah, and so see you what you like and here. interact with whatever mm -hmm. is yours. Um, if I had a platypus, I couldn't really take it necessarily to every show, but you uh -huh. could come and see it or whatever, you know. So. Yeah. And that's kind of like what we're going to do here today with our mini zoo type yeah. thing where, you know, like my lemur, she doesn't travel and mm -hmm. it super stresses her out. So, yeah. you know, hey, come yeah, and see her here or whatever. You know, a lot of people things, don't so. understand that. And I want to mention that too with, you know, any kind of facility that has educational animals, they don't understand how much it can stress the animal out. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, they are ambassadors and they are used to being handled and being around people, but 
you know, sometimes it's better for them to stay where they're comfortable because, it, you know, certain sounds or smells can really stress them out. Yep. So, and I've run into that with a few and, and, and there's a lot of them. And that goes back to one of the questions before about mm-hmm. having certain animals, you know, I, yeah. you know, got, uh, like one of my alligators mm-hmm. great with people, great for interaction. When we do like a, a booth type show where we go to a festival and mm-hmm. people come up and get to see all those and, and stuff, that's the one you want. And you know, there's others that don't, there's one that is better with me holding it on the stage away from people. And it's mm-hmm. great, you know, and all the animals, you know, each individual, you mm-hmm. know, um, there's I know people that have lemurs that are great with traveling and seeing people and they love it and yeah you know it's it's something you just kind of have to know your animal and yeah find out what works okay. so what, what's but, the lemur's uh, name uh Jill Jill yes okay so, and what type of lemur is she she's a brown lemur a brown lemur. she was a, a rescue that we got from uh, some locals that she's actually fairly old she's 31 oh wow coming up on 32 maybe so what is their lifespan about 30 to 35 is that is that so, the correct ter- like name for her species just a brown brown lemur, lemur yeah oh, okay so, yeah. all so, right which uh or actually some of the calmer of the lemurs you know ringtail lemurs are you know everybody's seen those yeah boom and you know mm-hmm. everybody all the zoos seem to have ringtail lemurs yeah um they're not always the best for hanging out with you know interacting with people oh i've interacted and, one with one know, so. it was it was insanity okay my so. husband worked on a show with an awesome family who had have a zoo and what was his name zoomy zoomy okay. the lemur so they had a ringtail lemur and he gotcha. was crazy he was so cute, though. Gotcha. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Nice. Um, huh. So I just want to wrap it up with, um, if you want to mention, you're, you have an, a website, you have you have Instagram, you have Facebook. Yeah. What are they? What is it? Basically, everything is wildmanphil. So wildmanphil.com. Um, follow me on all the social medias. Instagram okay. is the wildmanphil. No, that's Snapchat. I don't remember. Anyway, um, wildmanphil on all those. Okay. Um, I'll tag him in at the end for you. <clears throat> there you go. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so we have, I know he has a uh, website, Instagram, website, Instagram, Facebook. I have a Facebook. Twitter. I'm not real active on, I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, mostly the Instagram and the Facebook. All right. And, uh, you know, the website. Yeah. And, and we're going to, we're going to take so. some pictures today and get a little cool. bit of video with some of the animals right now. So gotcha. yeah, cool, cool. I'm looking forward so. to it. Hopefully it doesn't start pouring. It's been raining all weekend. Um, so yeah. Sorry yeah, about that, but <laughs> anyways, thank you so, so much. Oh, I'm to, so excited, and so. I'm really excited to see all the animals right now. And yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe we can have you on here again. Gotcha. We'll do something be, again. Be so. fun to do. So all right, that's what I enjoy doing. Hopefully, somebody now likes an animal they didn't know they liked, and now we'll have more of them. I don't know. That's yeah. the idea. So okay, well, I'm be cheesy now. I'm okay. Michael with uh, animals, and here with Wildman Phil. <laughs> all right, Thanks. thank you. Thanks.